Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 606. And uh, Dr. Spurgeon has us in this devotional at Luke chapter 24, verse 16, which reads, But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Now, beloved, only Spurgeon can take uh, that phrase, that small part of the scriptures, and do something great with it. You give credit where credit is due. You honor. You give honor where honor is due. That's all. God blessed C.H. Spurgeon with the mother load of anointing and unction like very few men and everybody who's ever read he's dead and gone been dead for a long time every preacher to this day preachers all around the world read Spurgeon I told the story today at When Spurgeon was alive, people had to get tickets to get into the to the church service. Spurgeon and his staff had told people who already saved don't even come. (laughs) Even the Queen had a hard time getting in to hear uh, Spurgeon preach. A double anointing, and people who understand anointing is you understand that. The man didn't have to try. It was just on him. He goes on to share with us, the disciples ought to have known Jesus. They had heard his voice so often and gazed upon that marred face so frequently that it is wonderful they did not discover him. Yet is it not so with you also? You have not seen Jesus lately. You have been to his table as we were yesterday. And I didn't even know it was World Communion Sunday, but we had communion on yesterday. And you have not met him there. Some people take communion and they don't meet Jesus. You are in a dark trouble this evening. And though he plainly says, it is I, be not afraid. 
By the way, take heed to that. My friends down in Florida, many of you tap in if you can, and you even many of you are heavily uh, tapping into a publication that we publish called BCNN1. And we thank you. But remember these words of Jesus. It is me, be not afraid. It is I, be not afraid. Okay? Every time you see little phrases and words like that right there, verses like that throughout the Bible, take heed to them. Because of our sinful nature, we have a tendency to be afraid. Men and women. You can act all big and bad as you, uh, all you want. Okay, that does not mean anything. Man. And you, you scared. You scared as well. When God says, and Jesus says, be not afraid. Don't be fearful. Yet you cannot discern him. Alas, our eyes are holding. We know his voice. We have looked into his face. We have leaned our head upon his bosom. And yet, though Christ is very near us, we are saying, Oh, that I knew where I might find him. That's how so many people are today. Jesus is, has never, Jesus is right here. Jesus is right there. But you are fearful and afraid and you do not want to trust in him. God allows things to happen for a reason. And you, and you didn't pay him any attention when, when things were fine and you had electricity and you uh, had food to eat and you had water to drink and you enjoyed the beach and everything and you didn't pay God any attention. You didn't even say thank you for this beautiful place called Fort Myers. San, San Sabel or Sanibel. No, Florida is one of my home states. I know. I know. And you'll never find any better seafood in the world than in Apalachicola, Florida. That's a fact. All of the seafood. <clears throat> Even the mullet fish tastes good. Okay, it's a beautiful place. But you didn't thank God for it before the hurricane. You didn't appreciate God for creating it for you and putting you in that situation down there. You didn't thank God for the food and the water. You didn't think about God. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. You need to think about him now. And that's where he wants to get you. <clears throat> He'll work it all out. But he does not want you to forget who he is. And that he's the creator of the universe and the savior of the world. Because he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
I can imagine in my sanctified mind somebody saying, God saying, can you hear me now? <clears throat> can you hear me now? Do I have your attention? And see, you must understand, people, just because something disastrous like that happened in Puerto Rico and in Florida, Florida, that impacts, especially in Florida, that impacts the whole nation to the sound of billions of dollars of lost revenue and then having to kick out that money to help get these people back on their feet. And, and, and may I share just a little bit of advice? You need to come inland some. Come on in now. Because more hurricanes are coming. It's not because of, of uh, so-called uh, climate change. It's because uh, God has changed the climate to get your attention. And God is not playing. And I, I don't know why you're not talking about the next hurricane. Because they're coming too. Okay. You are vulnerable. Come on up into the uh, United States there. A little bit further deeper in inland. If, is my advice to you. Because uh, as one person said. Uh, several people said. Uh, Fort Myers is destroyed. Uh, Santa Bell or whatever it is, it's, it's gone. Oh, and I, I marvel at how, just like the people at the Tower of Babel, I marvel and how we're so quick to talk about rebuilding. How about moving? Moving spiritually? I don't care if you like it or not. Moving spiritually? So I'm, I, I would, by the grace of God, I'll be humble enough to move away from the from the from the beaches. I know you love it. I, I would move inland. <laughs> you understand? Because uh, no more. I wouldn't want any more of that. Okay. Uh, God allows things to happen so that you move towards Him spiritually, and you may m need to move physically. God allows things to happen for a reason because some, another Eurachlodon, it may be bigger than that one. Okay. Because uh, people are not repenting of their sins in the church. And certainly not outside of the church. And, it's, and this is happening across the nation. The tornadoes are coming soon. The heat came. This past summer, fires and everything else. All of this, God is lovingly and mercifully destroying and dismantling the greatest country in the history of the world outside of Israel. Because God is very loving, but God does not play people. And his church... The greatest Laodicean church in the history of the church is the worst Laodicean church in the history of the church, is what I meant to say. 
And God, God, God is so loving, he probably wouldn't even say this to us. He wouldn't have to. God is so loving. Jesus is so loving. Jesus might say it. He has said it. I'm getting it from him. I believe that God has, uh, that Jesus rather, has spewed the church out of his mouth. Because he said, Jesus Christ said, because I love you, I rebuke you and chastise you, chasten you. Okay? Okay, God, I don't know what you people are thinking, but God does not play. Jesus does not play. They're very loving beyond our little feeble minds to comprehend. <clears throat> but they love us so much that they will chastise and rebuke. And, 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 and you must understand, read your Bible. God does not mind tearing it all down. It don't matter to him. If you're not going to obey me, he'll destroy the temple more than once. I know people were shocked when Jesus talked about how the, the temple was going to be destroyed. Stones this big weigh a ton. What? We, 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 we tower Babel people. We done built something. Ain't nobody going to tear this down. But they did. Because God ordered it. Because it, it, you don't need a temple. Hello. You don't need a temple if you're not going to worship me in it and glorify me and make it into a, 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 a den of thieves. Prosperity gospelers out there. Huh? You don't need the church building. That's why I took it away from you. Caused many of you to sell your buildings. Because you don't need it. And you can't go into the building. Thank God for one young black pastor. Because it's tough when you're trying to build a church and you have an exciting uh, atmosphere with a bunch of young people coming. And, and, and it's hard, man, to quit that and, and not let the people come. But this wise young pastor, somehow, I, don't, I can't even begin to uh, explain it to you. This wise young pastor, Pastor Todd, he wisely kept the people out of a beautiful church building. You hear me? One of the most beautiful buildings in the country. <clears throat> Young pastor. He wisely kept the people of God out of the church building. Not for just nine days like some ignorant other pastors have done. Not for just 90 days. That's, that's, that'll kill a church right there. 90 days. If it's not a church of the Lord. His church grew. More money came in while they were absent one from another. He did it for nearly a thousand days, nearly three years. And guess what happened on Sunday morning? Because he obeyed the Lord and had faith in the Lord to understand that God can keep the church together even if we don't meet in the church building. He had enough sense to understand that. 
Now, I have not. I, I don't agree with everything he has done in the past, but he did this right. Guess what happened on Sunday morning? This past Sunday morning, after nearly a thousand days, the people not going to the church. They had so many people that people camped out early on Sunday morning at four o'clock in the morning outside of the church to make sure they get a seat. Now, because of this humility and this faith in God that this young man has shown, I believe they're going to be meeting in a uh, audit, um, basketball type arena in a few years if the Lord Tarras is coming like Joel Osteen. And, he, and then, watch this, he had enough sense to understand that this coronavirus plague was about God chastising all of us and yeah, together, collectively, and individually. He took it personal. He said, well, hold up. God is dealing with me. He admitted that. I know he meant it because the outcome that happens when... Uh, a man or a woman who is saved gets broken by God and dies to self, the flesh, and the world, and the devil. Glory be to God, is transparency. He's one of these young, innovative pastors. He came up with a little thing called hot. I'm hot. I'm humble. I'm open. And I'm transparent. See, see, you can be humble and not open and transparent. You, you're not there yet. You're not in hot land yet. You understand me? You got to get, when God gets through with you, you're humble, you're open, and you're transparent. You know why? Because you're dead to self. You're crucified. And all you want is Christ to use you and to be glorified. And you don't care how ugly it make you look. Glory be to God. Now, that young man is going to go far with that right there. Because if he's truly that, which he, would, he has to be that, because he wouldn't know about it. <laughs> Those things are hidden from people who are proud and stubborn and rebellious and mean and hateful. Like the devil, lost and on their way to hell. You hear me? Mm, you won't even know about it, man. Now, if he can, if he can just stay like that, and gather around him some good men who are like that too. Buddy, the sky is the limit. That's a fact. Back to the devotional. We should know Jesus. For we have the scriptures to reflect his image. And yet... How possible it is for us to open that precious book and have no glimpse of the well-beloved, dear child of God. Are you in that state? Jesus feedeth among the lilies of the word, and you walk among those lilies, and yet you behold him not. You don't even know him. I told the people in that article that if you don't understand what this young man is talking about, and if you didn't see, listen to me, 
Listen to me carefully. If you didn't see this coronavirus plague as a severe chastisement from the Lord to the church and you individually, I said, I believe you're lost. And you, you're still trying to do the happy talk dance and uh, the uh, 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 gung-ho foolishness like everything is all right, nothing has really happened bad, and you want to continue on with the mess you were doing before the plague. You are probably lost and you don't even know God. And you don't know the Bible either. And you're mad at me right now because you're lost. You don't even understand what I'm saying to you. He is accustomed to walk through the glades of Holy Scripture and to commune with his people. The hymn comes to mind in the garden. We heard it tonight. As the father did with Adam in the cool of the day. And yet you are in the garden of Holy Scripture. Go ahead Spurgeon. But cannot see him. Though he is always there. And why do we not see him? It must be ascribed in our case as in the disciples case. To unbelief. They evidently did not expect to see Jesus and therefore they did not know him to a great extent in spiritual things. We get what we expect of the Lord. Faith alone can bring us to see Jesus. Make it your prayer. Lord open thou mine eyes that I may see my Savior present with me. Do not be afraid. It is a blessed thing to want to see him. But oh, it is better far to gaze upon him. To those who seek him, he is kind. But to those who find him beyond expression, is he dear? Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for your holy word. The expounding upon it by your genius uh, servant, he being dead yet speaketh. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that sparks all kinds of wonderful things when the word of God, your word, is read and uh, being expounded upon even in this present day. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor and help us to take heed to another great devotional. Help us not to be the kind of Christian who can read the Bible, go to church, and not know you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior as he did, here is how you can be saved from the hell to come and walk with the Lord morning and evening. in this life until you go to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory 
of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty. There is a punishment for sin, always. The Holy Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now. If you have never trusted, if you have never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you have never received his free gift of salvation, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to save us from that awful place so that we can go to heaven when we die. Jesus Christ said in one sermon in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and uh, whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, hell is bad news, dear friend. But I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell when you die. You can go to heaven. For Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that includes you, that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died for your sins. He suffered, he bled, and he died for your sins and for mine. And for everybody in the world, he was buried. And he rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul. And he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So, dear friend, if you want to trust Christ as your Savior today so that you can avoid going to hell and go to heaven when you die, pray this simple prayer with me called the Sinner's Prayer. Repeat after me. 
Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart on Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins and today I choose to turn from my sins with your help. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose on the third day. I do believe with all of my heart on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past. Help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the new life. Lord Jesus, for it is in your name I pray. Amen. Dear friend, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trust that Jesus Christ is your Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer.